People are like way too excited about this stupid legal tampering. You period. bring that right back. You bite no. your tongue. Why? Why are we too excited for it? Um, no, I'm excited about it. I just don't really get like so worked up into the tampering process. I mean, mm-hmm. it's basically free agency. Yes. I mean, so it's free so, agency. We're excited about yeah, free agency. So let's stop talking about tampering. Well, no, but it's just the stupid branding that the NFL gives because players can't officially sign until Wednesday. Um, I get that, I guess. But I mean, once Schefter says something, that's that's gold. Yeah, well, but it, yes, but players can still back out. We had that last year. Yeah, it rarely happens. Ooh, I okay. I don't have the uh, statistics in front of me. It happens because enough it, it, that we it, get to say players can back out. Players can back out, but if it happens enough that we're like worried about it, I, I don't think this period would would we we take these tweets mm-hmm. and these reports as gold. I mean, when Schefter says that Hargrave's going to San Francisco, mm-hmm. like he's going to San Francisco. Oh no! At the, yes, and that should be the expectation. But the added intrigue is that any point. Somebody can back out. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's kind of like, you kind of get your Nick, cake and eat it's, it too. It's, it's like being engaged for a year. You get to, to the altar and she walks down the aisle and then you run away. That doesn't happen that often, but it does happen once. But in a it while. happens just enough that you get a little you get a little uh, ru- uh, rumble in the jungle when you're at a wedding because you're like, oh, wouldn't it be great? I've wouldn't never, it be great? Yes, I've never been to a wedding where I hoped it gets canceled. No, 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 no. It's not the hope. It's just, wouldn't this be interesting? Right? Like, I've been to weddings of people that I kind of like or kind of know, and I would be wrong if I said I wasn't rooting for chaos a little bit, right? Or like when you know two people are awful for each other. Wouldn't it just be great if an ex-boyfriend showed up? You don't root for chaos a little bit? Because that, to me, is all the legal tampering period is. And if you guys haven't seen uh, the, the big names off the board so far, you mentioned Devon Hargrave. He's going to San Francisco for $84 Allegedly. million. Dollars. Allegedly. Uh, Jimmy G is going to Vegas. Mike McGlinchey going to Denver. Uh, David Onyemata, another thought, uh, another potential. It's a day for guards to get paid, too. Huh? And oh, Ben Powers, which is a great name if you're a guard. Ben Powers going from Baltimore to Denver. Calais Campbell got cut this morning by Baltimore. You're on that track. I'm, I'm, I'm not interested. Why? I'm very offended he's, right now. He's very old. Don't care. Very productive. 5.5 yeah. sacks at 36 years old. Yeah, what do you want to pay the guy? Wait, wait. Didn't you weren't we in a lockstep all year long they needed more like veterans? Yeah, he's like my age. And well, I mean, I'm not comparing him to me cuz he's mm-hmm. still playing football. That's I'm fair. Not, and I'm also 3 years older, but like he's 37 years old. Look at his picture. I'm not saying you got to give like him like a grandpa. I'm not saying you got to give him 75 million. I'm saying give him 5 million say come here be yeah, we'll give you a rocking chair, sit in the corner, pap, pap, and, you know, tell these young and what's what. Does he have ties to Schwartz? No, I don't think so. Yeah, that, and that's what worries me a little bit. I feel like the Browns are going to get somebody who's, you know, whether they, they're an ex-Eagle or an ex-Lion or whatever mm-hmm. maybe like somebody who's been with Jim, you know, throughout his career that comes in here as a, you know, a 35-plus-year-old veteran. Uh, I don't know. And if I'm playing as Campbell, like, I've got a year – or two left to probably play, Max, mm-hmm. right? Am I going to the Browns? Uh, You should. Why? Because I want him here. Well, okay. Take your uh, brown and orange glasses off today. Cannot. Come on. I need, That's what today need... is for. Like, the, the NFL Twitter gets it all wrong. Today is about geeking out on names. And then, like, six... Look, guys, 
it doesn't matter who they sign. Javon Hargrave, which makes all the sense in the world next to Nick Bosa and Armstead, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't matter if it's David Onyemata in Atlanta, Jimmy G in Vegas. Today is a day where every fan gets to be irrationally excited. I, I need Brent Axe excited. Down the middle. Well, no, see, that gets you fired in Syracuse, though, because you're not enough of a We'll homer. talk more about that. We got that coming on the That's way. That's pissed me off. Uh, we do have a little bit of breaking news here. Browns-related breaking news here. The first, I mean, the Browns have lost their first free agent of this offseason. Breaking news on 92.3 The Fan is presented by BetQL. Bet smarter by downloading the BetQL app and use Ohio 25 to get 25% off your first month. Can you tell me who, don't don't look at Twitter. Do you know who it is? No, no idea. All right, just give me a guess. If Who would who would you think is the first free agent the Browns would lose? Not not guys they want to sign, but guys that are currently on their roster. Or spent last year on the roster. That they want? No. That has left the Browns. Oh, you're saying somebody left the Browns and signed someone else? Yes. I have no idea. Great game. Uh, Chase Winovich has signed with the Houston Texans. <laughs> I could have sat here for an hour and wouldn't have got that name. Well, yeah, but that was the point. Is you could that? I, yes. I, I played along former, to the point where I said, just tell me. They signed another former Brown. Who did they sign? Case Keenum. Ooh, Case Keenum going to the Texans as well. Oh, where where are my Case Keenum truthers out there? Where are the people pissed that he's not back in Cleveland? Mike White going to the uh, uh, Dolphins. Yeah, it is backup. Two years, 16 mil. It is backup quarterback. 16 million isn't 16 million anymore in the NFL. Remember when, when 16 million was like the high watermark for quarterbacks? Now $8 million a year for a backup is just... And Mike White's like the most mid of mid backups. He's mid Mike White. That's what people should call him. Paid. What's uh, Brissett going to get, man? Well, so the cool thing about the Brissett rumors is there's rumors that uh, Tampa Bay's interested in him. I kind of, I got to be honest with you, uh, Tampa Bay also apparently interested in Baker Mayfield. I wouldn't wish Tampa Bay on my worst enemy right now. Todd Bowles is probably a lame duck coach. This team is completely using this year as a retool. They're basically who the Rams were last year. Sands, the injured starting quarterback. They've cut Fournette. They're probably losing Levante David. They've got a couple other free agents that they're probably going to lose. Like, whoever walks into that Tampa job, it's like the Tampa job was right before they drafted Jameis Winston. It absolutely is a job that you're just going to get paid as a starter, but you're going to get out there. You're going to get your ass kicked a bit. And if you play good enough football, maybe, just maybe, maybe, you get another chance to start at a real stop, a spot, or maybe a second year in Tampa Bay. So that was the latest that I saw with Jacoby. I haven't seen any other potential openings for him. I we, can't we get did over the numbers it. on Garoppolo. Did you see that? Uh, it was what three years, thirty-four million guaranteed. A couple conflicting reports here. This this was uh, the Athletic tweeting this according to uh, uh, Jeff Howe and is it Vic Tafer? Vic Tafer. Tafer. Uh, the Raiders and Garoppolo have agreed to three-year, $67.5 million deal, about 45 guaranteed. Um, I got to be honest with you. I think that's uh, a certain coach and GM covering their own ass. Well, I mean, they, they got a quarterback that they feel fits their system and for a lot less than they were paying uh, Derek Carr. Yeah, I just I think you went from Carr to Garoppolo. I think it's the same class of quarterback. And I and so in other divisions, and, and, and it would matter. And by the way, matter. that's a pretty good class of quarterback. Well, that's the the – 
not when so, I mean, not I, when the other quarterbacks in your division are Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. Well, now you're on, now you're back on Russell Wilson. Well, that you have the fourth best quarterback in the division. I, I would say that that's I a thought problem. Russell Wilson was was shot. Do you think where, he shot? Where, no, I'm, I thought he had a bad year. Okay, you, so the, you you think he had a bad year? You think he's going to bounce back? Yes. Uh, what, what, why are you costing me over Russell Wilson two hours into legal tampering? I'm not. I feel like you you've been a hater on Russell Wilson's. I, I feel because like I've, I've been, said I've been, been the bad? Russell Wilson stand on this show because he's been bad. He was bad. He was bad last year. Oh, okay, but that's when we were talking about him. We weren't talking about him two years ago. No, we've been talking about him all year. Was he bad this year? Terrible. Was I down on Russell Wilson in Denver before the season? No, I'm asking that you the question. Are you up on him now? No, I just oh, think okay. he's Russell. I think by the by virtue of having Sean Payton, I think he's probably going to be a little bit better this year. So that makes him the third best quarterback in that division. Okay. Woo. That means Jimmy Garoppolo is the worst. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you, you would say that. I, I think he's right there in the mix. I mean, I think, I think the, the, uh, the Raiders are going to have a much better year this year. Why? Uh, I really like their defense, and I think they got weapons. And now you add in Garoppolo, it saves you some money. And I, let's see what they do in the free agency here. I'm gonna need to get on my level with this legal tampering thing because it's kind of my Super Bowl here. Your Super right? Bowl? Yeah, it's like the best thing I have going. It's the most entertaining time of the NFL season for another four or five weeks. Like the next two days, it is name porn and name porn only. And uh, I don't, I don't get the sense that your vibe is on where the rest of our vibes are. No, I'm vibing. And like, I do. Like, do you need the Browns to make a move to be vibing, or are you just even then you're gonna be a low key patty? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, I'd like to see the Browns make a move here. Mm-hmm. Will that? Will all of a sudden we get? Will it move if the Browns make a move? It depends, man. I want to see. I want to see if they go after a receiver that I want. A receiver is gonna be the thing that does it for you. That's I've said not this a great, for weeks. not a great defensive tackle, not Yannick Ngakwe, not Marcus Davenport. You is Paris Campbell gonna do it for you more than one of the better players at the other oh, position? I think, I think it would help me out. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'd like, I'd love Paris because I, I take Paris Campbell. I mean, I don't think they're gonna do it, but if if somehow Hopkins was on this roster, I'd be excited about that. Uh, hell, you could even get me to to entertain. Now they're not gonna pay this money, but if like OBJ came back. Yeah. But now that no one's paying him twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, that, that's we'll, insane. We'll get into that. I just I like that because it's OBJ, we instantly validate that number because at one point in his career he was worth twenty yeah, million dollars a year. Ago. This is also a guy who is begging teams to sign him when he wasn't ready to come off of injury last year and was passing out on planes and having to be escorted off planes. Like, that's the best thing about OBJ is we just take this dude at face value instead of being like, well, he's a bit of a joke, but you know what? If he can still play football, he's worth $5 million, $10 million a year. But yeah, I, you admitted something that I think is fair, though, in the pre-show meeting, mm-hmm. that one of the tough reasons for you to get in on legal tampering is money. Yeah, well, trying to understand the money. And can I just tell you? It the, is extremely difficult to understand the money. Do not let NFL snobs ruin this for you because they could sign Jesse Bates. They could sign um, Draymond Jones, who's still out there. They could sign any of these guys and everyone's going to wait to the money, wait to the money. No, no, no. React to the name. Money doesn't matter. Like all these nudniks coming out here with Deshaun Watson. He's got a $64 million cap hit next year. It doesn't matter. 
They've got an owner who's willing to spend. And by the way, it, it wasn't any Browns fans that I saw complaining about the Deshaun Watson deal being opened up earlier today. It, nobody had a problem with it because it's what had to had to be done to spend money in free agency. And and these these nerds, these football nerds, ruin it by going, "Oh, it's going to pay eventually." Yep, that's four years from now. I live in a now society. All right, we live in a now society. And by the way, four years from now, the cap isn't going to be the cap. You're going to be able to kick the can down the road. It's how the salary cap has worked. The Saints have done it for damn near a decade. Everybody's done it. Everybody's moving money around. Oh, the Deshaun contract, the Deshaun contract. Don't let the rude, the, the nerds take this from you. React to the name porn. You have my permission and my respect if you react to the name porn. I do think, and tell me if I'm wrong. But the whole tampering thing, and this goes for the NBA too, and for other free agencies and other leagues, it's really it's really tough to like understand the cap. Like all of a sudden this morning, we wake up to the news, and it's not surprising, but we knew that they were going to restructure Deshaun Watson's contract here, and it basically opened up like what thirty six million dollars of cap space for this season, mm-hmm. cap space they didn't have before. Yeah, and so we just like see teams all the time that make these moves when they have to do it and they figure out a way. And then mm-hmm. it's like the numbers don't really matter. Yes, exactly. And that's, what's tough for, for people like for the, for the common folk out there. Cause like mm-hmm. there's so many Twitter capologists and I just don't even like want to like my brain. First off, I'm not that smart. Uh-huh. Right. You, you know, you know that, right. And well, I, n- I, none of us are. Yeah, yeah, that's right. why we got into sports talk radio. Dude, listen, I'm a, I'm a total meathead. Mm-hmm. And I can get into what the Browns need in terms of needs and what players that I like and things like that. But when it comes to the dollars, like I really want to be a, like a smart person about it. But no one freaking knows. Well, but this is the this is the key. This is, we're letting the nerds I, win. The, yeah, I didn't go to Harvard. We're, well, n- none of them did. Like, well, listen, they went to Penn and Princeton. Well, okay, th- those are the guys that work for the Browns organization. <laughs> um, respectfully, it, we, when people are interested in the money side of things. It's really cool to see the breakdowns. It's the same thing as analytics. Any analytics that you can give me, I'm interested in football-wise. It doesn't overcome the actual football. It doesn't. It's the same thing with these damn contracts. I don't give a crap what they pay Draymond Jones as long as his ass is in brown and orange next year. Same thing with Jesse Bates. And, like, guys, am I going to look at $15 million a year if that's what it costs for Jesse Bates and go, that's a buttload of money for safety? Yep. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut on the tape of Jesse Bates kicking everybody's ass in Cincinnati and go, that looks like $15 million to me. But but this is – this I honestly, this is what I think the Twitterification of NFL free agency and just the NFL in general is we all have to get to the dollars and cents of it. I don't care. Do not give a single solitary crap about it as long as they sign good players. Because here's the thing, it, and it goes to the Deshaun thing as well. Like, I, I, I've I, heard this theory of, well, it doesn't matter what the Browns do in free agency if Deshaun Watson can't play. Congrats. You just described 32 situations in the NFL. Doesn't matter what the Saints do in free agency if Derek Carr is washed. Doesn't matter what the Raiders do in free agency if Jimmy G isn't Jimmy G outside of Kyle Shanahan. That's the NFL. If your quarterback can't play, you're crap. That's not analysis. It's like walking outside and being like, oh, the sky's blue. Yes, it is. Thank you. Quarterback's the most important thing. 
But then, because what it is, is people allow, we allow ourselves to be to be driven off the point of what really matters. What really matters is, is your organization aggressive and signing good football players? The money, that's for the birds. That's for somebody else. We can get into, should they sign a, a run stuffer? Should they sign um, a, a pass rusher? Great conversation. Uh, should they have paid Draymond Jones $4 million yet less a year? Do not care. Do not let the nerds win, sir. Do not let them win. I will not let the nerds win. Really, the first big domino to fall today. I mean, we had T.J. Edwards off the uh, board early. I know uh, Mike McGlinchey, formerly of San Francisco, went to Denver. But, like, Javon Hargraves, one of the five big ticket items this offseason. And that was such insane money. Again, don't let the, the nerds ruin our fun. <clears throat> it was such insane money. Good job out of San Francisco. I mean, you got Nick Bosa, you got Eric Armstead, and you're going to go ahead and bring in Javon Hargrave. Good job out of you. Can't even be mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'd like to see the Browns make a move like that. Well, yeah, but I think so. And this is going to be really interesting. It's going to be really interesting to go ahead and uh, I just need you on my level. Okay. I, you're just what not, you? a, you're not excited enough. Like we got a lot of Juwan I mean, Taylor it's... just signed for an ass load of money in Kansas city. What we, we, we got. What, what I got? It's you're harsh my mellow it's, it's over here. outside. I just gave you, I just gave you carte blanche to ignore the nerds who quibble over every contractual detail. I've freed you from the weight of feeling smart or stupid because of money. So we now we can just enjoy I, I, the name port rolling I, in. I guess I just don't think that there's any one or two free agents out there right now that are going to make the huge difference. And and I hate to be like a wet blanket, but I mean, until I know what this offense is going to do, it's hard for me. To just look at free agents. Now, again, I want to get better. I want the team to, to improve, and I think that they will. But I just don't think, like, even if they would have signed Hargrave. Hargrave. I, what? No, you said it right. I know. I, you just you did the same thing I did on Friday where I just, for no reason, said Hargrove instead of Hargrave, and I just felt you. I felt for you for a moment. Yeah, I said Hargrave. You said it right. You got it. Yeah, I know. You're on I a know. roll. I know. I mean, like, even if they sign him, I don't know that that's, like, a game changer. Yeah, I think it I, improves them. I think there is a danger, and I don't mean you're doing this, but I definitely saw this on Twitter over the weekend and kind of leading up to free agency. And it, and it kind of goes into the little rant I had at the end of the segment, in the last segment, which is, well, it doesn't matter if Deshaun sucks. And it's just like, I, I don't know how you can live in that headspace all the time. I'm not trying to be a Henry Homer here, but like I think they're absolutely – our moves in the next day or two that if you make it, we should look and say, oh, the Browns just got significantly better. Because I, I think, you know, listen, I think the Browns are going to just get better because they've swapped out two guys who either weren't vibing with the talent they had or in the case of Joe Woods, I, I just don't think he was a very good coordinator. And I don't think he adapted the way you need to adapt in the NFL. Mm -hmm. So... <clears throat> I already think they got a little bit better just by getting coordinators that either fit the mentality I want, the attitude I want, or actually are better in the case of Jim Schwartz being an upgrade over Joe Woods. But I also think, like, and this was something I got into over the weekend where every, oh, we need a, we need a run stopper. I need a 330-pound defensive tackle. Yeah, those guys don't get paid. Those guys aren't the guys that move the needle. There's a reason why 39-year-old – slight hyperbole, 
why Linval Joseph was available in week 10 of the NFL season for the Eagles to sign. Because run stoppers can be found at almost every point of the season, whether it's offseason or not. What the Browns really need is somebody who can pressure the quarterback from the interior. And it's it's honestly the thing that we've not had next to Miles Garrett consistently. And so, like, Larry Ogunjobi had a lot of times where he's a really good player, but he wasn't consistently what Javon Hargrave was in Philadelphia. So, like, kind of another thing. Oh, well, I don't want Javon Hargrave or Jamon Jones because they don't stop the run. I don't care about stopping the run. I don't think you lost games last year because you couldn't stop the run. You lost games last year because you couldn't get up to the quarterback, pressure the quarterback, and make mistakes. Yep. It's as simple as that. And listen, that doesn't mean stopping the run doesn't matter. It's just not as important as getting up in the quarterback's face. So if you can get a guy who can get up into the quarterback's face and take all the defensive pressure off of just Miles Garrett being great, not only is he going to unlock a different Miles Garrett when they can't double, triple team them, it's also going to go ahead and just give another another look or another way that people have to try and slow down the Browns. So I actually disagree. I think if you sign, whether it's – and I don't expect them to do this. If you sign a, uh, a C.J. Gardner-Johnson or Jesse Bates, that's a huge piece to this defense that they haven't really had, uh, at least since T.J. Ward or Tashawn Gibson or I don't, Jordan Poyer the first time wasn't it. They haven't really had a really upper, upper no, I, echelon I know, but I mean, covered we, safety. We, we thought when they signed John Johnson that it was going to be the same thing. Like, we had this this playmaking safety. Yeah. Didn't pan out. Well, okay, but we don't. that's not how you look at the lens of free agency. You don't just go, well, this free agent didn't work out, so I'm not going to get excited about free agents. Because, like, then should we only be excited about trades because if Amari Cooper trade did work out? I just think it's never been easier to to be fatalistic about the Browns, and I totally get it. Not knocking anybody for having that. My expectations for the next day, the next 48 hours, are you better bring in a couple good names. And I'm not talking about good names in terms of, well, Draymond Jones played in Cleveland or uh, went to school in Cleveland. He's from here. I'm talking about the guy who has gotten six sacks a year as a 3-4 defensive end in Denver, all of a sudden he's going to kick inside and play next to Miles Garrett. That's a that's a good sounding idea, whether it's seventeen million or twenty million a year. So I think it's okay to look at this and say, yeah, there's a lot of big question marks. Kevin Stefanski, huge question mark. A dream, uh, 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 Deshaun Watson. It's fair to say he's a question mark. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But to then say, well, it's not going to matter. Well, I don't know. I didn't I, say I don't it think, doesn't matter. I wasn't saying you were. I'm saying that I think. I think there's a section of fans who are just like, well, I'm not going to have expectations. And and honestly, we have the same thing going on with the Cavs. No, have expectations. You should have expectations. And by the way, one of the expectations should be that the Browns go out there, they moved a bunch of money around, that they sign a couple impact players. It's just a weird, weird offseason, Nick, because the Browns don't have uh, a lot of assets going into the draft. Um, we don't really have a good feel for what this team is. I think we have an idea of what the team needs, mm-hmm. but I, I honestly, like I, I've, I've been on Twitter a lot. Uh, I don't tweet a lot, but I'm on there just seeing what people are saying and things like that. And, you know, it, it, because the Browns don't have high draft picks, I don't think that there's as much interest in the draft. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to free agency, I think that there's a, a segment of fans that know, you know, the top five 
ish players at, at each position. But after that, like, it, here's what's going to happen the Browns are going to sign maybe one big name free agent. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to sign about three or four guys, maybe more, that are just kind of those ho hum guys that you kind of mentioned on Friday. And I don't know that a lot of fans even know who some of these players are. And it's not going to move the needle for fans. I think that's that fair. That doesn't mean that the team's not getting better. I mean, I would also say to those fans, um, one, one or two big names in free agency should be enough. If your team is is doing what Jacksonville's done like 17 times in the last uh, 15 years, which is we're going to go spend $100 million um, on day one. We're going to sign five big-name free agents. Well, it's probably a sign that your team isn't very good. And that you're, and by the way, free agency is a, a gambit anyways. So one or two really great names should be enough. And I would also say, like three years ago, Javon Hargrave was one of those ho-hum guys. That was a guy who had been good in Pittsburgh but never great. He went to Philadelphia and something unlocked. And the last two years, he's been one of the best interior pass rushes. So, yeah, I, I think one to two high-level premierish players, I think that's enough. I think that's enough to satiate me. And then we can talk about guys like Paris Campbell, who I think is a really good fit. Guys like uh, Jermaine Pratt, who nobody really knows, but who I think fits for what you want. Or even guys that they could bring back. 216-474-0092. I remember that number. I'm just going to keep saying it. I, I don't remember it. Well, you don't have to remember it, though. I know, but for a decade, I've been saying the same number. In, whether it was on the air or off the air. In like six months, you'll remember it. That's just how Let's it hope works. so. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Got to approach everything with a positive attitude. Uh, we are two hours and 36 minutes into legal tampering. What are your expectations today for the Browns? And are you concerned as we start to see defensive tackle after defensive tackle fly off the board? The station's been on air since the 2011 season. And you asked, what's the best free agent signing the Browns have had since we've been on air specifically? One... Extra bonus points if you say Desmond Bryant, who I will go to my death fighting for. Um, I think the best that I could come up with is Terrell Pryor. And it's all because of the one good year of Terrell Pryor. One good year. Yep. And he was like a, remember, because that was the year he was actually moving to wide receiver. It was like a one-year experiment. But those are but like most of the time, because the Browns have been the Browns, I more remember Carlos Dansby. And see, the problem is I don't remember guys they've signed the last three or four years just off the top of my head because the stakes haven't been as god-awful. Like everybody points to the John Johnson the third thing. All right. They they have not struck out on free agents. They have not embarrassed themselves with free agents the way that the Browns did the first like seven or eight years we were on the air. I'm just going through some of these, these the lists of guys that were potentially good. I, I, I can't put Terrell Pryor in there for one good year. Oh, what? The, then, uh, oh, Jack Conklin. Actually, Jack Conklin probably belongs in that conversation. Can I get you in on Jack Conklin? 
Uh, Jack Conklin. How about okay. your main whitehead? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's one of your favorites, I think. I found an article from like a year ago. It's got some of the, the best free agent signings. Get you, uh, what about Benjamin Watson? Yeah, I really like Ben Watson. I hate that. I mean, he went on to play like another five years after the Browns moved on from him because, get this, salary cap. Do we get to count? J.C. Treader was a good signing. Do we get to count guys they traded for and then extended? Oh, J.C. Treader's a great submission. I remember having no thought of what J.C. Treader could be, and that dude came here and was electric for the first like three or four years. Mm-hmm. The last year was dealing with a knee injury. It's not fair. Do we get to do we get to count guys who they traded for and then extended? Because that's kind of like free agency, right? Sure, go ahead. Jarvis Landry. I like Jarvis. If we open it up to that, I think most people would say Jarvis. <laughs> no, he didn't live up to the billing of what. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I think he was better here than he was in in Miami. Till like the very I last mean, year, where it, it he clearly was not the same player, right? I gotta look up his numbers again. By the way, different circumstances, but you would say that Kareem Hunt, the hopes when they signed him, mm-hmm. even though people were split on it when they signed him because of the reasons behind it. Mm-hmm. But Kareem Hunt, people had higher hopes. That's one that I don't know that it was all on him, obviously, but I don't know that he ever lived up to. In fact, I know pretty much by the calls we take, he didn't live up to what people expected. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. But I think that was more probably on the coaches, right? Yeah, just usage. Can I give you one that I think is sneaky good and I think everyone around me is going to bleep all over? Andrew Hawkins. That was a good one. Because it's always about, like, what did they sign you to do? In the 2016 season, he was their best receiver after being a really good slot possession receiver, what do you want to call him, the first couple years of his deal. Gary Barnage, ooh, big play gear. No? Nothing for Gary Barnage? all right. I'm going to need you to put some respect on, on Gary Barnage's name there. What do you got? Uh, that's, I, I, I that's unloaded the clip. Yeah. Uh, I went back and looked at Jarvis's uh, numbers in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty, I mean, pretty. He caught 81 balls, 83 balls, 72 balls, 52 balls, and then he was gone. So uh, other best news. year was 19. He caught uh, 83 for 11.74 and six touchdowns. Dusty, we do have more oh, Browns free okay. agency news coming in got? here. Got? Just uh, it, this is on the same level of Chase Winovich. Mm-hmm. Breaking news on 92.3 The Fan, presented by BetQL. Bet smarter by downloading the BetQL app and use Ohio 25 to get 25 percent off your first month. They lost Sione Taki Taki. I know. They gained. Oh, damn it. I, I blew that. <laughs> Not great. They re-signed Sione Taki Taki to a one-year $2.5 million deal. Woo. They lost Chase Winovich. That was, uh, yeah. Okay. We did not land the plane on that one. Dustin, I think you'd be proud of me over the weekend. Tell me why. We'll, uh, we, we, we obviously have more NFL news. We're going to keep cycling that in there. But uh, this weekend, you know, I, I, every Friday I brag about going to pick up my daughter, Olivia, from basketball. And, and sometimes they ask the parents to, uh, to, to like join in. Well, this time we actually scrimmaged against the kids. We just kicked their asses. 
I mean, just annihilated. They're, they're 12, 11, 10. We just, it was four parents versus like six kids, and they didn't stand a chance. Vintage no. uh, YMCA ball Nick Wilson came out. Tell me about it. You would have been proud. You would have, you, okay. So there was this one kid. They lower the hoops? Uh, no, no lowering the hoops. These are because of their age. They're actually shooting on 10 foot hoops. And uh, let's just say one little kid decided to, to taunt me for being, uh, he called me Fat Man. Mm-hmm. He's like, come on, Fat Man. And I looked him dead in the eye and said, why don't you come get this ball? Shot it, drained a three right in his face. Shut him right the hell up. Came down the court the very next possession, did the same damn thing. Come on. Right in his face. Yep. I like that. I And you know what? Then defensively, I and he was he's like a little kid. He's like he is, you know how like the the disproportionate size between like the biggest sixth grader and the smallest one. Right. He's the smallest one. And the next two times he came down defensively, I just bird dogged him. Just picked you know uh, picked the ball out, blocked the crap out of a shot, and just every time up and down the court, did the Michael Jordan bleep talk. Did the, how's that fat man treating you right now? Oh, God, really? Yeah, oh, my God, taunted him. All the while, his mom laughed. Yep. It was a great moment in parenting. The lesson was, don't go there, young man. How funny is that? Oh, not just that. I, the kid tried to nutmeg me. Sitting there. Well, you know where they where if your uh, legs are wide open in the basketball court, they try and pass the ball under you? Oh, through your legs? And I I... Still having somewhat reflexes, mm-hmm. grabbed the ball, <clears throat> sent it back <throat> through my legs, threw it down the court for a half court pass, buckets. How about that? By the end of it, we had broken their wills. Now, the other side of this is that the very next day, all the parents were complaining how sore we were <laughs> at the kids' basketball games. You have something, Keith? Uh, just uh, some NFL news here. Another Browns. Possible target off the board. Uh, Bengals re-signing Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, to a three-year, $21 million deal. Uh, he gets 10.35 in year one, according to Tom Pelissaro. That one kind of grinds my gears. I really, well, I don't, I didn't think they were going to put that kind of money into the linebacker spot. Uh, obviously, we heard the the talkie talkie news. Mary Kay Cabot had said they're also likely to re-sign Anthony Walker later in free agency. Um, I really like Jermaine Pratt, though. That kind of felt like one of those guys because the, the, my favorite free agent signings tend to be the guys who are like the Javon Hargraves three years ago. Guy who's been super productive where he was, but there's still some meat on the bone, yep. whether it's <clears throat> he didn't fit the scheme right mm-hmm. or maybe like Jermaine Pratt's a guy that's overshadowed by Logan Wilson in Cincy. Ah, that chaps it. I really, I really wanted Jermaine Pratt here. I wouldn't have minded him. Yeah. Is that a name that would have like moved the needle for Browns fans? I mean, no, but I, again, I, I don't think the days of signing Carlos Dansby, uh, Dante Whitner, Brian Hartline, what was it? they had like five names in the one offseason. Also, most of those names didn't work out. Wasn't Jarvis part of that too? No, no, no. Jarvis was like 2018 or 2019. Jarvis was here before Hartline? No, he was here after. Hartline was here in like I 16. I just remember them doing the, the uniform reveal. Time's a flat circle. Time is a when flat it comes circle. to kids. Time. Uh, what or year free did they agency. go to those new those awful uniforms? Wasn't that like eighteen? That's like no. That was like fourteen or fifteen. Was it that long ago? Yeah. Oh my god. Because wasn't Terrell Pryor part of the the uniform 
uh, the uniform like reveal. You know, I just mistake. I, Haw- I don't think he was. Hawkins was for sure. It was uh, definitely one of the linebackers. <laughs> so it's not great. No, I, I know. I, I'm remembering this now because I remember we were doing the show there from the reveal, mm-hmm. and I just mistaked Jarvis for for Dwayne Bow. No, it was Bo. It was that's Bo. who it was. It was Bo. Because remember, he was so confident, and wasn't he cut like what three months later? I mean, he had, he came to this thing. He had like these like twenty thousand dollar yep like uh, uh, Christian Lebaton shoes on yep, and like they had like diamonds on them. And this was fat Dwayne Bo. It was more like Dwayne Rolls. That's more what it was instead of Dwayne Bo. Man, two one six four seven four double o ninety two. How boss of me was it that I just dominated sixth grade kids on the court at the age of 37? It was my Mike, it was my MJ moment. They were all Steve Kerr. Uh, 